You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my fourth solo episode of this season. I am so grateful to you as always for being here and for listening. And so thank you for hitting play on this today. I really, really appreciate it. Um, Today, we're going to talk about launch mindset and strategy. So I feel like, you know, we kind of just came through this season with Erica where she just wrapped up a really big launch. And so I just want to spend a little bit of time going deeper on some of those things and the concepts around it that I think will be really helpful. Um, So we're going to talk about, you know, a few different pieces under each, under mindset and under strategy, and really get into some of the details about what made this launch such a success and why this worked so well. Um, Obviously, Erica made a really big um, leap in her business. We're calling it a quantum leap, right? Um, She went from having a 9K launch um, prior to this to having a 56K launch and to really like raising that recurring revenue she's having in her business too. So, you know, I think when uh, we had began Shortly after we began, I think she had her first 10K month, and now I think she's having um, in the 30s. So, um, and that's cash, obviously, right? Um, And when I'm talking launch numbers, I'm talking sales. So I just want to be clear about that. When I say 56K launch, I mean she did 56K in sales. Um, But still, a really, really big jump. But I want to talk about all the things that went into that because that's amazing. But I also do want to just level set on some of those and help you understand even more of the behind the scenes of it. Um, what is really important to note is that the price differential between those launches was huge, right? You know, her 56K launch was a several thousand dollar program. Her 9K launch was, uh, I think it was like a hundred euros or something along those lines. So like very different. And I think that's really important to say where it's not necessarily a case to always do high ticket. I think in many re- in many ways, the reason her high ticket launch went so well is because she had an audience um, that had bought low ticket from her and got really nurtured through that. Um, but it is important to say, because I think a lot of times people are comparing their launch of like a $100 or $1,000 program to someone else's launch of a... 6K, 7K, 10K program. And it's really important to acknowledge that that's just going to be different. That's going to look different. Um, And then also like (laughs) how you have to serve on the back end of that is really different too. Like obviously when Erica has launched her $100, well, 100 euro, but I'm going to say dollar because I'll keep forgetting. But like obviously when she's launched her $100 product, like it's something that she you know, created some exercises for once and doesn't really have to like fully deliver on. I think she does maybe like a bonus call. Um, and with Shameless, her several thousand dollar program, you know, she's on weekly calls, right? And delivering content and, and, and. So I think it's just good to see those are just different things. Again, it doesn't mean that she didn't make this quantum leap and that it's not epic and amazing, but it's just so important to keep those things in mind because I think so often in the online space, 
when we're comparing ourselves to other people, we are not comparing apples to apples, right? We're looking at, you know, someone's $100 launch versus someone else's, you know, multiple thousand dollar product launch and thinking like those results should look the same. And they're not going to between your business and someone else's, but even in your own business, right? So Erica's getting ready to relaunch Pleasure Treats, the low ticket program um, next later on this month. And yeah, that there, that's not going to be a 56K launch probably, right? Obviously like holding space for all the possibility there, but it's unlikely that we're going to get, you know, what would it take to do that? I don't know, like 560 people buying. Like, I, I don't know that that's really realistic, but it's not going to be bad if she has a really amazing um, high four to five figure launch, right? So I think it's really just important to say that because it is so easy to get caught in the comparison trap. And even when you're listening to this podcast, I think it's easy to be like, oh my God, well, oh, how do I get a 56K launch, right? And I really want you to just you know, drop in and check yourself. Like, what is actually my product suite? What makes sense for me? How is like maybe the smaller launch I'm doing setting me up for more success with a leader launch? That kind of thing. You have to think of it so much more holistically and so much more long-term than like one launch should get me this amount of money. Like it really does not work like that. And we'll talk about some of that in the mindset strategy that we're going to dive into. But just wanted to really level set there. Again, like this was so amazing. And I think Erica absolutely just <laughs> crushed it. I could not be more proud of how she showed up for this launch, how she executed, how she followed through the mindset she kept. Like all of it was absolutely phenomenal. And please do not let this put you in the comparison trap. And please keep those um, filters on for like what she was selling, how much lead up she had, what happened before it, all of those things, because those are all what impacts a launch, right? Um, so, all right, let's start with mindset. So one of the things I think Erica did really well that I talked to all my clients about <laughs> for launches, and that is so much easier said than done, but is still very important, which is feeling like you've already won. And so what I mean by that is what can happen is that we get this thing in our head where it's like, the launch isn't successful unless I hit this one goal. And then we spend the entire launch feeling like we're not yet at that goal and feeling like we're having an unsuccessful launch the entire time. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that that just really kills most people's mindsets and makes it super, super hard for them to show up through the launch and actually finish it out fully because they've really put themselves in a situation where they can't know if they've hit that goal until the very, very end, but they spend the whole time feeling like it's not there, right? It just kills your confidence. And especially if you're doing a longer launch, you know, like multiple weeks, oh my gosh, to stay in that mindset for multiple weeks and still feel super motivated and jazzed and excited to like show up and sell and talk about the thing and all of that is really, really, really tough, right? So I just really love to remind people of like, what is the way that you can feel like you've already won? So for example, like with Erica, the way she could feel like she already won is the fact that like, this is the first time she's ever running this program and has like literally been her dream to run this program. So even if she got two people, the fact that this is built and out there and up for consumption and exists in her business now is something she can use and sell over and over again is 
miraculous. It's amazing, right? Um, even if two people took her up on it and went through it and then gave rave ta- raving testimonials for next time, it's amazing and is setting her business up for long-term success, right? And then later on in the launch, you guys heard us talking about how once she had hit 10 people, we made that such a win too, because that was like an initial goal she talked about a while ago. So it was like, okay, you already hit that initial goal. You already have 10 people. Like you've already had your biggest launch ever. Can this feel like a win? And I feel like where most people's resistance comes up here is that they feel like by making all of that good and such a win that they're saying they don't want more. And that could not be further from the truth, right? It like, think about anything like you want to get in life. Like even like an example, like say it's like, you know, trying to convince your partner to do something or whatever. Like, are you more likely to get it if you're mad the whole time and like everything isn't good enough? Or are you more likely to get it if you're like, this is amazing. And then this would be more amazing and more amazing. Like, let's say you're trying to convince them to go on a certain vacation uh, the following year, but you already have one smaller one planned this year. If you go on that smaller one and complain the whole time about how it's not the big one and it's awful and da da what's the likelihood that your partner feels really, really excited about planning this huge trip the next year? You know, and I think about that in our business so much too, where it's like such a deterrent for us. And I think just like, you know, energetically and universally when we're like, oh yeah, well this happened, but I can't be happy about it because I want more. I can't celebrate it because I want more. Oh, I just think that is so, so tough to put yourself in that position. And it makes it so much harder to keep going after what you really want. But if you can say, oh my God, this vacation was so incredible. Can you imagine what this one next year could be like? And that's really what we're doing with the launch, right? Oh my God, this is already so incredible to have 10 women. Can I feel the energy of that? Can I feel how epic this is? Can I feel the celebration of that and be in the energy to literally pull in and magnetize in more people because of that energy, right? So feeling like you already won doesn't stop you from getting more. It's actually what pulls it to you because you are already living in the, this is all fantastic, as opposed to living in the, this is not good enough. This is not good enough. This is not good enough. Like, I think it is so rare that we live in the, this is not good enough space. And then are all of a sudden just epically surprised (laughs) when it's good enough, right? So That's a huge one, feeling like you've already won and finding the ways to do that, which leads me to the next one, which is very similar, but celebrating every person and every win, okay? So that is along the same lines, but it's like, you know, we could be like, oh, I only have 10, I only have 10, I really wanted 15, I only have 10, you know, when she was in that, in that place of only having 10, I don't know if I said this, but she ended up, her her initial goal was 10, then we stretched it to 15, and she actually ended with 16. So context, if you don't remember that. But anyway, we had a session when she was at 10 um, and had some of these conversations. And so um, when she was there, we could be like, oh, it's only 10, it's only 10. But y'all, that's 10 humans that said, yes, I want to learn from you. I want to buy from you. I trust you. And I want to give you thousands of my dollars. to learn from. Like that is so epic. Like I think that we can get so jaded in the online space sometimes and lose sight of how incredible that is. Like absolutely incredible. You know, that it's like 
you put things out into the world and then the stranger online is like, I see so much value in that, that like, I want you to take my money in and show me more, right? So <laughs> celebrating every single person that says that to you is so important. And Erica did such a good job of that in her launch. Every single person that signed up, she messaged me in Basecamp and celebrated it every time. Every win of even like someone reached out, someone said this amazing thing. Like she was so on top of acknowledging and celebrating those things. And I think, you know, you probably didn't even get to like hear the full scope of that on the podcast because so much of that was in Basecamp. But um, it's really important for me to say that here because, again, I think that's what kept her in such a good mindset and such a good space to keep going through this launch because she fully relished in every single one of those things. Every person got acknowledgement. And I think we just lose that sometimes. It's like sometimes when you're not like at the result yet you want, you can almost make every person just make you feel like you're further away. Oh yeah, I got a sign up, but I only have three or whatever. Instead of like, oh my God, like someone like is choosing to learn this from me and pay me like, holy crap, let me take two minutes to just sit in that. And like, what, what do we always talk about in terms of like manifestation and pulling in what you want is being in the energy of it. So imagine Erica spent time being in the energy of every one of those sales. Why do you think she kept getting sales? Right? Because she was already in that vibration, already in that space, already holding that frequency and that energy. Um, really, really important. Like, make sure you have someone or something to do that with, whether it's like writing someone's name on a sticky and putting it on your wall and just taking a minute and celebrating that. Or you have a coach that you can share that with like Erica did, or you just have a friend you can text or you can tell your partner, like whatever, please, please, please celebrate every person and everyone. Um, okay. So the next one mindset wise is being so sold on your offer. I think Erica was just an absolute fantastic demonstration of this. Um, she was so excited about this mastermind and, you know, I think she had a lot of hesitation around like, well, y'all know, you know, like, will someone pay this? What about time? So it's like all the, the funny stuff we had to work through, but she was so sold on the offer itself, right? On what she was delivering on the container she was creating on what she was holding. And that is just so important. Like, I feel like, yes, there are mindset things we have to work through, like imposter syndrome and things like that to get there. But but really important to make sure you're picking to sell something that you feel super lit up and excited about, because that is what translates. That is what sells. That is what keeps you selling. If you pick something just because you think people want it, but you really don't feel all that excited or quite honestly, all that prepared <laughs> to sell it and to like, or I mean, to deliver it and to do a really fantastic job with that, like really second guess that and think about that, right? Again, I don't mean that there's ever like a moment where imposter syndrome doesn't strike or whatever, but when you can feel really locked in on your offer, guess what? It's really easy to sell it. You feel really pumped to talk about it most of the time because you can see what that's going to do for people. You can feel the energy of that. And if you're not, that is something to really, really, really pay attention to because I promise it will make a difference in your launch. Like her fire and excitement and energy is what sold so much of this. And that's what didn't 
really waver is her excitement to deliver this program. And so her launch also didn't waver as much because she was so invested in making sure she could deliver the program and keep talking about it. Um, And then the last part that I think is really important is we're kind of going to do a little uh, twofer here, but it's like letting it be easy and continuing all the way through the end. So like I wanted to put both of those together as a point because I sometimes feel like when we say things like, you know, let your launch be easy, it gets misconstrued to like put your feet up at the end or show up if you feel like it or whatever. And that's not totally it either. Like I think Erica did a really, really, really fantastic job of letting it be easy and not making so many like stories or meanings or when she was, she was really good at bringing that to me. Um, and that was so much of what helped it be easier. You know, she delegated more, she watched her mindset, all of that. But again, like that doesn't mean (laughs) at all. Don't see this thing all the way through. Don't fully show up for it. Right. Um, Because the truth is, I think she got three people on the last day and that's what ended up overselling it. So like imagine if she had just totally slowed down on that, like we would be having a totally different result and that would be okay too. But like what a bummer to have missed out on those three women that like really needed her to ride it all the way out. And I think that we can get in this mindset of like, well, everyone who would have bought has already bought or everybody has already heard about it. And that's usually just never true in my experience. Like so many sales come in at the end for most of my clients' launches. Um, And that's why I'm such a believer in paying attention to your mindset through the launch because that is truly the thing that keeps you in it until the end. And so does ease, right? And if you can create ease and a great mindset and stay in it till the end, you're going to have your best launch. Like you're giving yourself the absolute best chance and best case scenario there. If your mindset's shifting and you can't stay in it and you're making it really, really hard and experiencing no ease, guess what? You're probably going to stop before the end or really, really, really pull back and your results are going to reflect that. So it doesn't mean we all don't have a launch where we do that sometimes. I think every one of my clients have had a launch where they can look back and say like, oh yeah, I really didn't ride that out like I should have. It's okay, but we learn from those and we do better. So that's all that happened here. Erica really focused on and let herself create ease this launch. And she cultivated the right mindset to stay in it towards till the end. And she saw the fruits of that labor. You know what I mean? Like she saw those sales come in um, at the end, which made it really easy to stay in. It was not true that everyone had already heard about it or everyone who's going to buy it already bought. Like none of that was true. So really want to encourage you on that. I think that is one of the hardest parts of launching is like, it's so tempting to pull back. I think it's even more tempting to pull back sometimes when we have gotten a good result. Like, you know, Erica already having 10 or so people at that point, like it almost would have been easier for her to be like, this is really just good. I'm good, you know? And really just seeing like, nope, my work is just to stay in it. That's what I tell so many of my clients. Like your goal for a launch is just to stay in it. Let go of like worrying about the exact number. Let go of worrying about who buys when, your entire goal is to stay in this thing until the end. And if you can make that your goal in the launch and then you can back that up with the right mindset work, you will be so shocked at how much success you can experience. So those are my mindset pieces. So let me just recap them really quickly. Feeling like you've already won. 
celebrating every person and every win, being so sold on your offer that it's easy to sell, and letting it be easy and continuing all the way through the end and seeing how those two can fit together. So I want to move into strategy now, and we will go through those. Um, The first strategy that I think Erica does really, really well that I feel impacted this launch so much that is so important to say because you know, this is the context we sometimes miss, but is that nurturing your audience way before the launch is what will give you the best results in a launch, right? Something I talk about a lot is how the success of a launch is made between launches, right? Most like marketing in our industry or most of the way people frame it is like the success of your launch is only based on what happens during the launch. And I just could not disagree with that more. I think The success of your launch is very largely determined by what happened before your launch um, and how connected you were to your audience then. And Erica just does this well. She's really been consistently nurturing her audience for a long time and shows up and gives them a tremendous amount of value. And she saw the results of that. So I think it's just important to know that because, again, it's almost easy to kind of just hear the launch piece and think, oh, well, if I just did that, like, shouldn't I have that result? And the truth is like, you could execute the exact same launch plan as Erica, but if you didn't nurture the audience beforehand, you would not have the same result. And so when I say nurture, I also am talking about that low ticket program that I mentioned that she ran earlier. You know, because that is part of nurturing them as well. Like she served them for $100 and gave them a great experience. And so a lot of those women were like, oh my gosh, I want more. That's part of nurturing too. So I just really think that it's important to see that and frame that because it's so easy to trick ourselves into getting caught up in like, if I just, you know, wait till the launch, but have like the perfect email sequence, then I should get the results. And though the email sequence is part of a launch, I would not say it is like the biggest (laughs) impactor there. I would say the biggest impactor is like, are your people already trained to open your emails? Do they want to be hearing from you? Are they already loving what you're putting out? Are they already feeling connected with you? Are they excited to open your email because you've taught them over time that you always deliver um, an incredible amount of value? Like that is the difference making stuff. And that's why those emails will be successful as an example, right? But it's not just because of the email. It's because of what was happening before it. So the next uh, strategy I want to talk about is, (laughs) you guys are probably like, I roll, but hear me out, which is planning in advance as much as possible, right? And I know that that can be like the I rolly one because we're excited. We want to take action. We want to like dive in and just like bring the thing to life. And I fully get that, that mentality and that energy of just wanting to run at something. But the truth is, if you can plan in advance as much as possible, both for you and for your team, that is such a big piece of not only what creates a ton of ease during your launch, but is also what creates more of the results because you are in an intentional and planful launch as opposed to a reactive launch, right? Now, remember Erica and I talk like, The first session we had, we talked about this mastermind. So we were talking about this for at least a couple of months, if not three months before um, it fully launched. I would have to like look at the dates, but like at least two months, if not three, 
right? To plan it out. And I think, again, sometimes we think since it's just about like in our minds, like a few emails or whatever, like I should just launch this thing tomorrow. And I'm not saying I never have clients do a really, really um, messy quick launch that doesn't work. Like I I think that's possible too, but I just don't think it feels um, like this level of ease. And I don't think you can be quite as intentional with it. Um, And that's important to say because intentionality really, really does matter. And ultimately, like, not only does it matter for your result, but it matters for your experience, right? Like Erica was prepared. Her team was ready. They kept saying this whole launch, this is the most easeful launch we've ever had. And in large part, it was because of that. If she had like had this idea and gone idea to execution of this launch in a week, I guarantee you she wouldn't have been saying that. And again, that's okay sometimes, but it's, It's not really the thing you want to set up in your business long-term, in my opinion, because I think that's a quicker path to burnout, Um, always being in reactive launch mode. Um, Again, I think it works sometimes, but I think living in that space your whole business really ultimately puts you and your team in a tough position is how I'll say it. Like it, everyone is always in reaction as opposed to in intentionality. And that just never gives you the feeling that you really want to feel as much, right? Just think about a day where you've been really intentional planning your day or a day where like you've had to be super, super reactive to a bunch of shit that's going on, which day feels better, you know, like it's kind of that simple. So just really wanted to point that out and say like, this stuff matters planning in advance, giving yourself that runway, giving your team that space. Like it is not always the sexy thing. And sometimes it is the last thing I know that we want to do as like creative individuals. But if you're in your CEO shoes, it is sometimes the absolute best thing you can do. And that's why even though Erica got sick multiple times during this launch, had her kiddo home from school, like just had a lot of curveballs thrown at her she was still able to pull out a really, really successful overfilled launch. It was because of that planning. Imagine if she hadn't done that planning and then her babe got sick and then she got sick, her entire launch would have been derailed in a heartbeat, right? Like it would have been really, really hard to come back from that. We would have had to make a lot of adjustments, extended the launch, all of these things, right? Um, and again, like, it's not to say like, oh my God, that would never be okay. Of course it's fine, but do you really want to have to is kind of the point I want to keep coming back to. Does that really feel best for you? So seeing that, like the reason that she was able to ride the wave of all those things that came up in life and still have a really successful launch was because of that advanced planning is really, really important. Um, Okay, so next one I want to talk about strategy-wise is speaking directly to objections and handling them head-on, right? Uh, I know I talk about this all the time. I'm sure I did a ton of clip-ins about this um, already this season, but I just think it is so damn important that I'm like happy to keep screaming it from the rooftops, um, which is just how easy it is to want to avoid that. How easy it is to get really caught up in some of the marketing in our industry that says like, if you had the right fit clients, 
they wouldn't have objections. If you had whatever people say, premium soulmate clients or whatever the fuck, right? They, they wouldn't have objections. And again, that's not true. But I think we have to realize it doesn't mean objections to you, right? It means objections around this thing. And it's also why they need their your help with this thing. So like with Erica's audience, like of course they're going to have objections to spending thousands of dollars on their own pleasure. That's exactly why they fucking need it. That does not mean they are not the right client. That actually means they are the exact right client, you know? Like how crazy to, to almost like avoid them or like in our minds shame them for, for having that when it's like exactly what we are here to help with, you know? So I always just really think that that makes a launch. And I really think it did for Erica in many ways. We did a lot of objection emails and a lot of sales came from those. And you guys even remember um, someone at the beginning said yes, then said no. And then um, I really encouraged Erica, like, hey, go back and talk to her. Like, go revisit this. Like, this is, you know, her having an objection and a wobble. Let's have the conversation. And she ended up coming back at the very end and buying. So really important to see how if you can do that during a launch and speak directly to it, you are going to have such different results than if you write off a whole group of people that, you know, are potentially your ideal client because they have that uh, challenge point and you won't even speak to it, right? It's craziness. So letting yourself go there during a launch, not thinking it's better to not bring it up or, you know, it would be better if a client didn't have that fear. No, 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 no. It is so much better to be the one being like, I get it. I get why this is freaking you out. Here's what I want you to know about it. That is good coaching. That is great leadership, right? I see you. I hear you. I get you. Here are my thoughts, right? It doesn't mean you have to like make them buy no matter what. No, it's like really just acknowledging what's there, right? And again, to me, that is great coaching. That is great leadership. Let's acknowledge what's there. And know that in doing so, that is what will bring people off the fence the most, right? Because they might already want your thing and already be bought into you and already want your program. If you can help them get out of their own way enough to do that, your launch is going to be way more successful and you're going to feel way more empowered throughout it. Um, all right. So the last one that I want to share regarding strategy is keep talking about the same things and don't assume, and I quote, everyone has already heard it. This is a, even a conversation Erica and I had in base camp where she was like, oh my gosh, I have like a couple emails left and I just don't like, I don't know. I don't have anything in me. Like what, what else could I possibly say? And I said to her, like, you don't have to say anything else new. You have to reiterate the points you've already made. And she was like, yes, that, okay, that feels easier. That opens up some inspiration. So like that permission to say the same thing and to know that one, people might need to hear the thing more than once or two, that most people don't hear everything is so important. And so in the launch, if you're trying to always say the different thing, you're really missing out on reinforcing the same points, right? And like reinforcing the same points is ultimately what gets people over the fence usually, right? It's like, I see how amazing it is, how great it is, or I talk about this one objection 
And maybe it kind of lands the first time, but the second time is when they're like, you know what? Fuck it. You're right. Like, you know, see what I mean? Like, it's not usually like, oh, well, I was going to buy, but since you're saying the same thing again, I am so bored of you. Trust me, that is not how people that are actually going to buy your program are thinking. When you say the same thing and I'm like really wanting this program, but I'm like still on the fence and I hear you reiterate again, this result or this um, thought around an objection or whatever, that's when my brain is really starting to click things in place and go, oh yeah, that's true. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. I can see that. Right? Like your right buyers are really benefiting that, benefiting from that. Now, if they're maybe not the right fit buyer and they're like, why am I hearing this again? Sure, that's totally possible, but that means they weren't going to buy anyway. This is something I remind myself and my clients all the time. It's like, if somebody is fundamentally annoyed with you and you reiterating something or you putting out another piece of content, they were probably never going to buy from you anyway. The only people I've ever, ever felt like that about online were people I would have never bought from to begin with. So please do not Twist yourself into a pretzel trying to come up with new ideas all the time for people that weren't going to be your buyers anyway. Please know that the people that are ultimately going to sign up for your program probably need to hear the same thing a few times. And so if you can really think about them as opposed to like your audience as a whole or like anyone on the internet, you will have such a different launch and feel so much more at ease and at peace being able to say like, Yeah, sometimes they just need the same thing reinforced. I was actually just speaking to one of my clients yesterday um, who super successful, million-dollar-plus business, all the things, and we were talking about her launch and, like, finishing it out and bringing people across the fence. And, like, my biggest advice to her was, like, go back to some basic-ass content. (laughs) Like, go back to, like, what do they need to know about this program? What questions can I answer for them? What like results do they need to hear again? Like sometimes I think we make it so complicated and really our people just need that really like basic repetitive stuff to come across the fence. I'm not saying like don't use um, your inspiration or anything like that, but don't leave those things out. Don't feel like it always has to be completely new because that is when we can sometimes miss our audience and the buyers that are actually waiting to come across the fence. So Those are my thoughts on strategy. Let me just reiterate those for you one more time. So nurture your audience way before the launch. Plan in advance as much as possible. Speak directly to objections and handle them head on. And then keep talking about the same things over and over. And do not assume that everyone has already heard it. So the thing I kind of want to wrap up with here at the end and have you take away from this is like, None of these things are revolutionary, (laughs) you know, like see it as a win, celebrate it, be sold on yourself, nurture your audience, be planful. Like none of this stuff is like probably something you haven't heard me talk about before or, you know, seen as a very basic business concept, you know, but that's kind of the point that I want to make here is like, Yes, these things are really important. And I do think they're sometimes the ones that we forget or make excuses around, like really diving into the mind work or being really mindset work or being really sold or really focus on long-term nurturing and relationship building. But I think they're the things that are so simple that we think it's not what will create a quantum leap. It's not what will create 
a launch that five times is our, our results, right? Like we really tend to write off the things that feel this simple and straightforward. And it's just the biggest trap in business is that we think the things that seem too simple and straightforward won't get us the results. So we go after the much more complicated things and really burn ourselves out in the process of trying to chase those and don't actually end up with the result, right? If we can stick to the really like simple foundational things that have worked over time and will always work, right? Nurturing an audience, like whether like the internet even exists or not has always been a thing, right? Planning in advance for shit happening in your business, always a thing. Speaking to objections, always a thing. Like, do you see what I mean? Being sold on what you're selling, always a thing. Like, these are such foundational things that have nothing to do with like what's happening on this new platform or this new thing, right? And these are the things that truly make a difference. Like, I'm not saying don't have fun with something new, but don't look at that as your full strategy, right? Come back to these really, really simple things because they work, because they will make your launch full of more ease, because they are true and tested over time, not like the newest fad to hit the block, right? And so just seeing the simplicity of this and, you know, being in that space of like, gosh, I know all this. Why am I not doing it? I think is so important because it really just takes us back to that place of remembering that business really can be easy and it really can be simple. And we really can have quantum leaps and big growth off the simple things. So I hope this reminded you of that. I hope it gets you really excited for your next launch, whether you have one coming up or you're in it right now. I hope this just reminds you that you can get fantastic, big, like epic results, right? You know, that you maybe didn't even think were possible. Erica totally did not see this as being possible. I remember I kept saying to her at the beginning, y'all probably remember this, like, this is sold out. This is sold out. Like, I know you're going to sell this out. Like I was positive and she just like did not see that right away. And that's okay. She didn't have to, um, but she showed up for it and now has that result because of it. So please know that these are difference makers. If you look back in your own business, I would imagine so many of the difference makers that you've experienced have probably come from really simple tried and true strategies like this too. So I hope you can apply these to your next launch. I hope that you know that it is totally possible to have these big results and big leaps and to remember that a lot goes on behind it and to have that context. So thank you guys again for listening. I hope that you have a beautiful day. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset strategy and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.